0: for WERU comes from our listeners and from Gambell & Hunter Sailmakers, making sails for classic boats, cruising boats, and the main wind jammers for more than 30 years at 16 Lime Rock Street in Camden, gambellandhunter.com. Support for WERU also comes from Allen Insurance
1: and Financial of Rockland, Camden, and Belfast helping to insure Maine boats and their people since 1866. An employee-owned company, Allen Insurance and Financial.com or 800-439-4311.
2: The time's 4 o'clock and you are tuned to WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill, streaming online at weru.org and available now on our brand new WERU app. Boat Talk with your hosts, Alan Sprague, and Mike Joyce is coming up next.
1: And take some
2: home to Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome to Boat Talk at our new time. Second Tuesday of the month, now from 4 until 5 p.m. Boat Talk is the call-in radio show for people contemplating things naval. With your rusty anchors, Mike Joyce and Alan Sprague, and we're joined again by John Johansson, the... Uh, Chairman of the Board of Main Built Boats. He has many different titles. I'll just use that one today. <laughs> and uh, Boat Talk is, uh, as I said, a call in show. And if you'd like to discuss anything naval, we're certainly open to that. The number is 1 866 625 9378. And we also are available by email, too, if you'd like to email right into the studio here. Uh, our email is boattalk at gmail.com. And uh, we're going to go into a whole bunch of boating topics, and I see Mike has got a whole
3: stack right there, so let's go right for it, Mike. First uh, afternoon edition of Boat Talk, uh, you know. Yeah. See if go. we can navigate these waters. Uh, yep. You know, run home to supper. Yep. And again, Amy Goodman has um, taken over the 10 o'clock uh, block in the morning, and now the uh, all the public affairs, are uh, the local ones, are 4 to 5 now, including us. So... Um, willing and able, I guess, give her a try. Hey, uh, a few clippings from the uh, Bangor Daily. Um, According to Noah last year, who does not have a um, a fellow running it right now, (laughs) among uh, other government agencies not being looked out for, uh, (laughs) 2019 likely to be the second warmest year on record, despite the fact that it was not an El Nino year. The uh, warmest on record was 2016, which was. And uh, as it says here, doesn't bode well that uh, you know 2019's warmth was only a little bit behind, but without the El Nino effect.
2: Yeah, there are people who will turn that around and say, "Oh, it's cooling down. See, it's not as hot as it used to
3: be." <laughs> well, well, and again, uh, you notice um, Australia's on fire. Mm. You know, little clues uh, sort of add up after a while. Did you happen to
2: see in G-Captain recently that the uh, Panama Canal is suffering a
3: drought in that area? Yeah, Not enough water for the canal. Yeah. They're taking water-saving mess. uh, um, Yeah. So anyway, yeah, good times. Uh, And this, uh, in the age of, uh, according again to the Bangor Daily News, in total, the Trump administration and Congress have taken more than, 130 actions since Trump took office to scale back or wholly eliminate federal climate mitigation and adaptation measures, according to the uh, Columbia University uh, Center for Climate Change Law. Um, no, there is such a thing, I guess. And, uh, you know, uh, let alone we're not taking care of the infrastructure we have, I believe the uh, Insurance Institute, to somebody or other, just uh, estimated... Uh, last year's losses at $150 billion uh, for weather-related uh, incidents in 2019, a uh, number which is just going up, up, up. So <laughs> That's surprising. Yeah. And uh, I guess the uh, uh, thing we're uh, proving once again as boat people is clear to us, if you're given a choice between the fire and the flood, choose the flood. Well, we've talked about this before, yeah. Yeah, you can float away. You can't do much when you're on fire. Uh, everything around you is, so, yeah. You want to go quick or you want to go slow. What's yeah. the choice? Now, yeah. do we want to go to, uh, uh, you said, yeah. Captain yeah. Dave, standing by? we, we to talk to him now? Uh, our, our, like.
2: our wayfaring friend who is doing the Great Loop right now, Dave Rowe, is on the line. He's down in, I believe, Florida. Good, good afternoon, Dave.
0: Good afternoon, gentlemen. Yeah, I'm in Pensacola.
2: Pensacola, that's
0: um Baby land
2: up on the handle right of, of florida yes it is yeah it's
0: basically it's one of the first communities you come to when you leave uh mobile bay and go into uh you know headed east
2: used to be a big air force base there is there a lot of air traffic still
0: i uh, haven't noticed a lot I, it's still here uh i don't I, I haven't noticed a lot of air traffic actually it's we, we saw far more air traffic when we were right beside a, uh, a very small airport in New Orleans. They were getting ready for an air show there. And there was uh, a lot of uh, military uh, air action getting ready for that show. But,
2: an- antique airplanes coming in?
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It was, it was rather exciting, actually. That's
2: one of the, one of the benefits of, of boating, isn't it? You get to see some uh, pretty uh, front row things that you can't really see from land.
0: Yeah, we just saw a a post from from some friends of ours, some boating friends of ours, who are anchored. Excuse me, just off of an airport, and uh, they saw a a plane crash. I don't know if they're they're thinking probably they ran out of fuel and couldn't make the runway, (laughs) but they're sitting there watching ambulances and and fire trucks and and every other thing deal with it.
3: (laughs) We (laughs) ought to back up. See all sorts of stuff. We ought to back up and mention we're talking to Captain Dave Rowe, uh, captain of a uh, 40-foot motor vessel called Stink Pot, left, ca- uh, left Portland, Maine last uh, summer or fall, went uh, down the coast up the uh, Hudson River Erie Canal across the Great Lakes, down the uh, Mississippi, uh, what's known as the Great Loop, and now again in Pensacola, Florida this morning. What are we tied to this morning, uh, this afternoon, Captain?
0: Uh, we are at Chico Marina. We're tied off to a bunch of pylons, uh, and we've been here since Christmas Day. We okay, haven't been moving a lot. We, we left New Orleans, uh, went across, spent a couple of days in in Pascagoula, uh, Mississippi, uh, and then ran over here, and uh, we haven't moved since. We're we're gonna we're gonna stick right here until the end of the month. I have a, a show uh, about a ninety minute drive from here, and rent a car and go to go to that and get a plate. Uh, at the 30A Songwriters Festival, and then uh, after that we'll see where we end up. But we're headed, you know, south through Florida and cut across, cut across at the Okeechobee Waterway, and then back up the East Coast. We'll make Portland, Maine by June.
3: Wow, uh, that's a plan. Now, uh, according to Facebook, you just recently stand a tornado watch. Yeah, yeah. Good time, good, great to hear on the Marine radio. I've, I've, uh, I've heard it in the Chesapeake and it freaked uh, me out, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: no, it's exciting stuff when that happens. Uh, but you know, it, what can you do? You, we just waited for it. We, we knew statistically it was unlikely to hit anything here, and it, we, we were right. They had a couple, of, I, I think, of blips, uh, Quite a bit north of here, but uh, there hasn't been a, a tornado touchdown in Pensacola since 1979. So.
3: Well, times there are changing too, if you ain't noticed. So, Yeah, exactly. You know, weather's getting a little crazier. Um, we uh, docked next to somebody in St. Michael's, Maryland, who had uh, had a tornado come through a uh, marina yacht club uh, the night before on the Chesapeake, and uh, among other things, um, put a bunch of dinghies uh, helter skelter into the swimming pool. Uh you know, and she had a cracked uh, cabin port. Ooh. From wind damage, yeah. Well uh, that's fixable. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah.
3: But again, uh, you know, um um uh, what's the uh you know, um uh, have you seen any uh you must have seen some downpours. Have we seen any uh intense weather on our trip?
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. the most intense weather we, we encountered. It was another uh Actually, tornado warning when we were up in Tennessee, we were, uh, uh, geez, we were right just off the Tennessee River uh, on the, in, you know part of the, the whole TVA thing and we were in this uh, this nice uh, enclosed harbor uh, where you know there was no fetch to be to be had, no matter which way the wind blew. So we, we were in a pretty good place and they had a tornado warning. Uh, and the storms came through there, it just pounded us, The rain just pounded. Uh, and it blew pretty hard but uh, you know the hook held we we were none the worse for wear um, and uh, we heard trees crashing down on land all around us uh, and when it was all over uh, we started hearing the local media reports that there was a, a bridge span not too far from us about two miles away and uh, 10 or more 18 wheelers got blown over on this bridge Ooh. during that whole thing but yeah you know, it gives you pause
3: a <laughs> little bit also noticed you um uh, hanging out and communicating with my old friend uh, the humble farmer Robert Skoglin did he fi- oh yeah we're buddies yeah did he uh did you guys get together did he fix you up with a anchorage or a dock?
0: Well, when we get down where he is, uh, which is probably going to be a, a, in a month or two, uh, uh, still he's going to hook us up. Yeah, there's, I, I guess the, the place where he stays, they got a dock right there uh, on the Okeechobee waterway. So we'll be able to pull in and spend a day or two and, and uh, uh, kick around with he, he and uh, his wife and see what happens.
3: Yep. It's <laughs> uh, quite a rig. Oh, used to know him a little bit back in the day he was fond of my girlfriend back in the day so anyway care uh, and again good to know people and um, uh, be able to make connections you know uh, not mm-hmm. have to um, throw yourself on the mercy of strangers who are out to make money from you everywhere you go you know
0: that's right you know was marinas well if we just today we're, we're tied up this marina that we're in uh, it's relatively inexpensive especially by well by any standard it's relatively expensive we're, we're paying uh, ten dollars a foot for the, for, the, for the month uh which we think is a hell of a deal
3: 400 bucks basically that is a hell of a deal
0: yeah yeah, yeah. uh you know to stay in pensacola for a month do whatever the heck we want and you know today we, we were just saying well you know we probably should pump out we we haven't pumped out the black water since we've been here so we untied from the dock and Whizzed over that, not 200, 300 feet from us is a Marine Max marina, uh, and we pulled in there, uh, and they get $20 to pump out the black water, which is damn near uh, Canadian levels of.
3: <laughs> I think <laughs> we were up there; the pumpouts were expensive. Yeah, I think they did. get
2: a subsidy also, so it's yeah,
3: trying to make it more, more. Uh, more user friendly like going to the yeah. dump though you got to feel so good when it's gone come on
0: <laughs> yeah. oh yeah no and, and i i i paid them happily uh someone told me i could have gone another mile up into the bayou here and, and had it for five dollars <laughs> so don't come back in it
2: <laughs> yeah i don't know if they're certified
0: <laughs> exactly now but at that same i i should tell you guys at that same arena you, you may have seen this on the news it wasn't uh, maybe a week or two ago, a kayaker went missing, and they found a kayak bobbing 300 feet from our stern. And uh, they had the, the Coast Guard out here, helicopters going over, fireboats, boats, you name it, boats, uh, people on jet skis just looking for uh, a missing kayaker that they didn't know whether he existed or not. And this went on for six or seven hours. Uh, and the end of the day, uh, you know, we followed the story closely because we're watching it at the end of the day. Uh, the guy was found. He actually found himself. He, 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 was out kayaking in the morning and he fell out of the boat. Uh, and he swam to shore, uh, instead of chasing down his kayak because he was going to be late for work. And, after he got out of work, he t- turned on the radio, heard the news that there was a missing kayaker. He figured it was himself, oh, and so he re- reported himself <laughs> as safe. Uh, and uh, you know, <laughs> they called off the search and everything. But that that brought up a whole uh, a whole thing that we were involved with on Facebook about uh, you know kayak safety and actually small boat safety. Uh, and apparently. Um, and I don't know if you guys have talked about this in the past, but the Coast Guard provides free stickers to anybody who wants them. They stick them on a kayak or a canoe to identify the owner just in case that were to happen they, they lose their boat. And I, I think that's an awful good service the Coast Guard provides. These, these Everybody
2: Num numbered stickers, kind of like a, a registration number?
0: Uh, you have to write on them, I think, with a Sharpie. I, I think okay. you just provide your... Yeah. You know, your name, your address, your phone number, that sort of a thing. Um, but it'll stick to anything. Did he uh, get fined? I That I do not know. I, I, would, I would hope he has to pay for an eight-hour search. But uh, where it, it was all, you know, sort of accidental, circumstantial, I don't know what they're going to do. Mm, yeah. uh, he might not know yet either. I don't know.
3: Uh, seems like a nice fellow that he, uh, likes to go out on the water, but not very, um, uh, foresighted about, uh, you know, uh, consequences of his own behavior. So
0: exactly. And you know, I, I've seen this a lot. Well, when, when we were, when we moved onto the ocean, when we were just boating on Sebago two summers ago, we were out, uh, in the water district area, the Portland water district area where you can't touch the water with your, your big toe if you wanted to, uh, and we were just minding our business, and there was a a, a pedal boat out there, half sunk. Um, so I threw a line on it, and we towed it back to the marina. And when we got it there, there wasn't any identification on it whatsoever. People should identify these boats, you know. What if was you your wanted... salvage? What's that? Did you get salvage? No, I gave it to a friend. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Again, who, strictly speaking, who wants a pedal boat and... Uh, <laughs> My favorite, yeah. My favorite dinghy I found washed in Union River Bay, uh, Trenton. So you know, and advertised it in the newspaper, even. Um, No takers. Uh, It's a great little dinghy. I've been using it forever.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Well, the 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 Portland Water District uh, guys were right there, and they were gonna they were about to tow it off, and they saw me pick it up, and I was talking to them a couple of weeks later. He says I was. uh, We were real glad to see you pick that up because we were afraid we were gonna have to tow it.
3: Now, Captain Dave, also a um, uh, professional musician, let alone an adventurer, with your friend Stacy. And um, have you been uh, stimulated in the musical area, sir?
0: I was doing some counting the other day, and I have written the equivalent of an album while we've been out here already. All right. And, you know, some of it may or may not make it onto the album. I might write something better and use it instead. But I, I definitely have an album coming out of this trip, and I don't i don't know when, I don't know how good it'll be, but it's in the works, so we're excited.
3: Um, I love to quote John Lee Hooker all the time from his famous song, Boogie Chillin', uh, you know, uh, how Mama says to Papa, it's in him, and it's got to get out. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's essentially it.
3: <laughs>
2: so, you- I have do you, do you have a, uh, a particular place in mind where you're going to be uh, downloading, as I call it, all these songs?
0: Well, I have a recording studio that I'll be going back to in May. Your own um, home, your own back. home,
2: then. Okay,
0: that's. Cool. Well, no, no, actually, it, it's not in my home. It's outside my home. Uh, a good friend of mine was good enough to give me uh, some space above his business, uh, and uh, I'll give him a shout out. It's a, a great music venue called Lenny's uh, in, in Westbrook. Uh, and they just, they put on the dog. They have great food, great uh, great beverages, and uh, it's a live music venue. And upstairs uh, is where my recording studio is. It's Al Hawk's old recording studio. I don't know if you remember Al Hawk.
3: Hawk's TV, a new Al, a little bit myself, yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. So uh, his, uh, his old recording studio is my recording studio at this point. So when I get back, I'll... Uh, I'll get all these tunes down and hopefully spin out a CD and share it with you guys.
2: Great, great. We'll look forward to it. Um, I'll put you a little bit on hold. We have another uh, call, and it actually may, may be for you, too. We have a call from Michael down in Spruce Head. Good afternoon, Michael. What's up? Uh,
0: afternoon, gentlemen. Um, I've got a question. Uh, a couple of years ago, I built a set of floating docks out of pressure-treated lumber, and they work great. And then about three years ago, I had built another set of docks with pressure treated lumber. And uh, I got them out this year, and it looks like the worms and everybody else is just feasting on them. <laughs> uh, I know they changed the, the, the formula uh, way back, but is there anything I can do to protect the wood before they, like, totally destroy the docks?
3: Uh, sounds like a little bit late for that, and again, they changed the formula from uh, chromium arsenate to uh, uh, to, uh, to an arsen- from an arsenic to uh, I think a chromate now, water based. And uh, was just reading in a fine home building magazine about uh, uh, stuff that was built with the two different grades of press treated lumber, and the new stuff uh, only lasted a couple of years uh, before it rotted out. The old stuff just was, uh, you know, as good as it went in the ground 20 years ago. So, oh, so there's
0: so, nothing I can do,
3: basically. Uh, Ma- oh, man. Michael, could you speak up a little bit? We're having a little trouble hearing you. There's
0: nothing I can do?
3: <laughs> well, uh idea you'd have to coat that with uh, something, uh bottom paint would be, a, you know, a start. Okay. But if it's got holes in it to start with, that's bad, too. Yeah,
2: you know, <laughs> you get water into the end grain any, any way you're... You're sunk,
3: <laughs> and that um, fast-grown uh, plantation-grown southern yellow pine is uh, very young. It's not great wood to start off with, you know. Um, it's right. really, yeah, it's really not. Um, and again, if it's already aged badly, it's going to keep aging badly, uh, probably no matter what you do to it. So, uh, one place
4: you might call is Custom Float Services in South Portland. They might be able to tell you
3: what what you can do. Okay, great. On Boat Talk, we like to think uh, there's not hardly ever a need to reinvent the wheel. Or try to learn from what other, other people have done, you know. <laughs> um, uh, obviously, other people have had the same problem. So, uh, uh, you know, Google aid it or, again, uh, talk to some dock people and uh, smarter than us, hopefully. <laughs> Great. That's pretty well, easy. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Well,
2: thank you, Michael. Well, so back to Dave.
3: That was right off track. Yeah, Captain Dave, <laughs> uh, still down in Pennsylvania. Pencil- <laughs> Pensacola, Florida. Yeah, and uh, again, we take it as it comes on boat talk. Um, uh, If you look inside the radio, most of these other local shows uh, show up with scripts, and uh, even starts off with uh, "Good morning, my name is," you know, and uh, you know they write. uh, As I've joked with one of them, we don't have to write that part down. (laughs) And uh, again, we take it as it comes around boat talk, so uh, no problem at all, Michael, and uh, you know his uh, badly wooded docks floats yeah um maritime songs or uh what uh you know uh themes uh tunes got a theme captain dave or that are coming out of you nowadays or
0: uh well yeah i i, I think well the last one i just wrote uh it, it was basically uh scenes off the boat things that i've seen and you know quite honestly uh how many people have done the trip that I'm doing? Maybe 100 a year for the last, you know, umpteen years. But that really, that's a drop in the bucket when you look at the population. Hardly anybody does this trip. And uh, so I get to see some things that nobody gets to see, uh, basically. Uh, And the the whole song was just about that. It's about looking out the window of this boat and and just feeling honored to cast my eyes on, on things that, few people get to experience and see uh, and and you know, how it's been that way since, you know, the dawn of time, basically.
4: Why um, do you think that it, there's not that many people that do it?
0: Well, I mean a hundred boats doing the loop a year? Like I said, that's a drop in the bucket. Right. You look at the population. It, it, it takes. It, first you have to own a boat. <laughs> then you have to be willing to give up a year of your life uh or or be able to give up a year of your life uh to, to give to this pursuit uh and uh i I think that's that's all it really comes down to a lot of people have said, boy we're really envious of what you're doing, and I wouldn't do that in a New York minute. <laughs>
3: A lot of people, Dave, are, you know, in my experience, slightly intimidated by their boats to start with, which is somewhat good. But, uh, you know, uh, would consider We've seen a
0: lot of people who should be intimidated yeah. by boats. So. <laughs> and,
3: again, would consider that the level of uh, sustained seamanship might be beyond them, you know. But, again, yeah. it's a moment-by-moment thing. And uh, uh, another nice thing we like to say on Boat Talk, you can't fake experience. You know? Oh, absolutely not. No, it's learned and earned. Um, you absolutely. know? Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, you know, you get it by uh, doing successfully minute after minute, and uh, again, still uh, keep her coming. So, let alone as uh, you know, other people say you can't really learn without a little adversity or, or trouble. But you want to learn as much from the trouble of others. Um,
0: oh, oh, completely. Well, I mean, I was just talking about this new song I just wrote. I've been trying to learn it. I wrote it. Now I need to remember it. I need to me- learn all Good. the words, you know, learn how it goes. And it's, it's just like I'm learning a song that somebody else wrote. It, it's just as foreign to me, you know. Uh, and I've been going through it, going through it, going through it. Uh, but I won't actually have this song learned until I've played it out a couple of times in front of an audience where, you know, chips are down and, and I'm trying not to fall on my nose. Right now, I, I don't have that kind of stress going into it, and it, it's really hard to get through it. I'll, you know, what's that next line? I can't remember what I wrote. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's just like anything else: boating, learning how to, to uh, pull up to a dock, learning how to leave a dock. Heck, uh, it, they're all things that you have to learn by doing them, and uh, it, it's, it's nothing you fall out of the womb knowing how to do.
4: Did we lose him? Nope. You did know, I did? lose you? No. No. no you're back.
2: <laughs> you you have us all contemplating the, <laughs> the the depth of life you're you're talking about. You're uh, also a philosopher.
3: And again, it's for, uh, perspective is everything. You know uh, your view and and where you take it from and and to see America from the deck of a boat, uh, it is a pretty cool perspective. It really is. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: I would trade this for anything. I really wouldn't. It's it's been incredible.
4: Yeah. But
3: I'm surprised more people don't do
4: it. I mean, it's not hard to f- come up with a cheap boat today. There's a ton of them sitting in boatyards in the middle of the summer that you can probably have for li- little or nothing. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like the millenniums are interested in this kind of.
2: No, they I yeah. I, as Dave says, you got to be willing to to uh, spend a year right doing this and
0: yeah. And, uh-huh. and I mean, you're you're also even if you buy the most fuel efficient heap you can. Uh, you're also going to spend at least $10,000 in fuel to do this. You know, this trip does not do itself.
3: That's without marinas or dark and stormies, uh, you know, added on there. Um, Now, Stacy was saying some uh, very nice things about you on the Facebook and your adventure, how happy she was to be having it and traveling with you and Stinkpot over the holidays there. Um, She was also advertising for a special dress. You guys have been having a good time as well?
0: Oh yeah yeah we, we have been having a good time and uh, yeah we, we, have, uh, we have something that we're going to be doing in a couple of weeks here that we are not at, liber- at liberty to talk about yet sure. uh, but it, it's going to be it's going to be broadcast, we'll put it that way uh, <laughs> to, to a very wide audience uh, And so uh, yeah she was she was looking for some uh, some fashion advice.
2: <laughs> Dave, not go he- fast. We we have another another phone call, so let's take a break and talk with Mark who is calling from I believe it was Hampton. Hancock. Hancock. Mark from Hancock. Good yeah, good afternoon, just, Mark. Uh,
0: just an update on the boat. What's it got for power? How much fuel uh, fuels it use for uh, nautical miles and uh, that sort of thing. Single screw, two screw, keel.
2: Okay, yep. Uh, the the numbers.
0: Yeah, the numbers. It's, yeah. it's boat talk.
2: <laughs> it is.
0: <laughs> it's a thirty eight foot bay liner, uh which is about 40 feet overall. I think it technically is 40.5 feet. Uh, And she has twin Hino diesels. Uh, Hino is uh, a subsidiary of Toyota. Uh, And uh, on an average day, uh, we usually do between uh, 40 to, say, 70 nautical miles uh, and our our average fuel burn per day is about twenty gallons, so we don't do too too bad in that department. Anything I left out? Uh, great, thank you. All right,
3: thank you, Mark. And uh, as a boat builder, uh, I've been around uh, more than a couple bay Bayliners, uh, especially the small uh, outboard, uh, you know, ski boats and stuff are uh, not they're very lightly built. But uh, Stinkpot's not a bad looking boat, and. Uh, You know, it's, uh, again, got a uh, good cabin, good maintenance uh, uh, mate, and, um, you know, it's been a pretty good boat for you, hasn't it?
0: She hasn't given us a a moment's pause, really. Well, I I take it back. We did have to replace the black water tank. Uh, Hmm. We've had a a couple of little things here and there. That's a fun Uh, job. But, oh yeah no that was fun uh, we talked I, about it
3: can't can't be done without a mess getting out uh, you know as well far as I, I can tell I can
0: tell you what I I think we did it with as little mess as, as probably possible uh, I I picked up one of those oscillating tools that uh, you can put just about anything on and it'll yeah. if, if you don't need to drill a hole it'll do anything else and I cut the original tank out it came out in three pieces uh, I just got it you know at one end of it and Pulled it as far as I could, cut that chunk out, pulled it out, and got it into a garbage bag. It took less than an hour to get it out. And then I put in one of the uh, NADA uh, uh, bladder systems. And so in the same footprint as the original tank, I went from 30 gallons to 52 gallons of, of black water capacity. Uh, and it was, it was a great move. Uh, I... I cannot complain about that not a tank at Mm. all it's a it's a wonderful unit a little pricey but worth every penny because you can just roll it out you don't have to worry about how you're going to get it in there
3: stinky Uh, question Uh, no odor issues
0: no odor issues fewer odor issues than I had before
3: yeah did you replace the hoses too nope
0: no no I I have not crawled down in there and done the hoses I I I think if I did the hoses I'd even have less odor than I have now but right now it doesn't stink so I'm not too worried about it.
3: Nice. <laughs> yeah. And again, um, are, would we be tempted, Dave, when we get home back to Portland to uh, be live-boards? Uh You know, uh, we... Uh, write, write, oh, uh,
0: well, there's always the temptation because we've gotten used to living in a small space and, and there's something to be said for that, the ease, the... Uh, the lack of having to worry about where your stuff is because you don't have it on on board you it don't no room basics. for it right no room for it uh, every time we buy anything we have to figure out what we're going to get rid of uh so from that perspective it, it really simplifies life of course we're, we're coming back to a, a a storage unit full of stuff that we haven't gotten rid of yet if anybody wants any stuff uh, let me know uh <laughs> but uh you know it it's it's a lifestyle that does appeal to us. We we really do enjoy living aboard. I I think at some point we might consider uh, if if we end up stretching this out, we might up, upsize the boat a little bit. Um, but we we really are very comfortable on this Bayliner. It, it's uh, it's been an amazing craft for us.
4: Well, aren't there a number that live on their boats in Demillos? Oh Poland? yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, they have a whole they have a whole water system that's underwater for for the winter even. Right. I think you have to dive on it to connect to it, but oh, well. it's there.
3: <laughs> hmm. Nice, uh,
0: and it, and it's the probably the least expensive rent in Portland when you get right down to it. I oh
4: yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I think it's something like four hundred dollars a month in the winter plus electricity. Huh. So, uh, how can you go wrong? <laughs>
3: Yep, I'm uh, starting on a tiny house, Dave. Uh, we'll talk about your storage locker sometime. You know,
4: <laughs> <laughs> you, you can fit your tiny house in it. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I'm just—I was thinking about being able to hook up to the underwater water system there in the in the winter time. That'd be sweet. But anyway, yeah, mm-hmm. And that's some good thinking. How to keep it from freezing? Put in the water. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. excellent.
0: Although you know, I'll tell you, I've been over at Demillo's in the middle of a really cold winter in January, February, and. The ice four five six inches thick right in there around all the boats, and I thought to myself, man, <laughs> this, this would be hard. Yeah. I wonder if I you mean, run
4: the water though, if you keep it trickling.
0: If you that, keep it trickling, maybe it might work. And, and, and I know that it, it doesn't freeze out further. It, it's really when you get real close to land that it freezes. Um, when you get out further, they have bubblers and whatnot to, mm-hmm. to keep the, keep the water moving and. and Keep that from happening, but for the boats that don't move and no one's on them, they'll they'll freeze them right in there. What the heck?
2: Huh? I wonder what kind of pressure they must have uh, from one boat
3: next to the other with the ice expanding in between. Yeah, sound, I don't know. I couldn't sound say. real good. <laughs> Once again, we're talking with uh, Captain Dave Rowe. Adventures of stink Follow him on the Facebook page. A lot of people do. A lot of interesting stuff there down in. Pensacola, Florida, this afternoon, making the Great Loop on the uh, Bayliner motor yacht. Uh, um, again, music festival coming up.
0: Yep, the uh, A Songwriters Festival is uh, this coming weekend, and uh, then after that, like I said, we're we're going to become jet setters and get on an airplane and go do something else we can't talk about and then we get back to the woosh. boat at the end of the month.
4: <laughs> and
0: uh, oh yeah, no this is exciting stuff guys. Uh, <laughs> then we come back to the boat at the end of the month and, and we get right back on the uh, ICW and head toward Carabelle. and then we're going to have to make a, a big ocean crossing from Carabelle down to Clearwater. Uh, there was there's really no good way to do it. It's 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 an overnight it's an overnight because you want to arrive uh, when the sun is coming up. You don't want to be tying yourself around crab pots in the dark. So huh.
3: and timing you, is everything, as you well know. Weather window, you know, don't go places uh, where you don't want to end up being uh, in the middle of the night if you can exactly. help it. You know, exactly. Yeah, one eight six 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 two five
2: nine three seven eight. We're talking with Dave Rowe. And uh, we'll talk with most
3: anybody. If you have anything you'd like to talk about, a boat, we'll we'll hear it. Boat talk in the afternoon. Now, when we first started doing boat talk, we inherited the program from. Um, oh, let's think. It was real uh, boat carpenters. Yeah, Joel White and Maynard Bray um, <laughs> uh, were organized into uh, doing the thing a few times to start with. They weren't uh, really into the radio thing, so. Uh, we uh, were offered to, uh, you know, why don't you guys do it, Alan, and you? And we did it a couple times in the summertime, went quite well. And, boy, you guys going to have to do this all the time. And I was horrified, like, what are we going to do in wh- January? What are we going to talk about in January? And I <laughs> says, not only can we talk about boats in January, we can talk about them in the afternoon instead of the morning. So, you know, and, again, Boat Talk, uh, we do uh, uh, play it by ear and, and uh, make it up as we go along, more or less. And it's just been a delight to um, kind of, Share your adventure without uh, any of the costs or, uh, you know, uh, frankly, <laughs> some of the benefits either, but, you know.
0: Um. Well, I think a lot of people feel that way. <laughs> Everybody that comes onto our Facebook page. <laughs>
3: yep. Yeah. And uh, made some uh, nice little movies there, uh, lots of photos. And um, if anybody is interested in your music, that's the way to connect, too, uh, through the Facebook page and com, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we have an entire page dedicated to the great there at daybrownmusic.com. And uh, uh, there's a, another show, a, another radio show that I do, uh, actually, uh, about once a week, where uh, I just talk about what we've done for the last week. Uh, and it's done with a fellow down in, in New Jersey uh, for Folk Music Notebook. And it's, it's more about the music than it is the loop, but the show actually is more about the loop than it is about the music, which is kind of fun. <laughs> so
3: he's a, uh, guy, a yeah. he's a music guy, not a boat guy.
0: He's a music guy, not a boat guy. All of those shows are archived on my website at uh, on our Great Loop page. So
3: if anybody wants to go there and
0: hear the 42 radio shows that I've done with him...
3: Now, is that uh, community or commercial radio?
0: Yeah, uh, It's... Uh, well, it's, it's internet radio. Ah. Uh, and it's I guess you could say it's community. It's yeah. the folk music community, yeah. um, but you can listen to it from anywhere because it's the internet, and that, that's the beautiful thing about it.
2: Dave, we have a, we have another phone call. We're doing phone calls today. Uh-huh. Let's go to Frank from Des Moines. Good afternoon, hey, Frank.
1: Yeah, hey, hi Alan and Mike and Stinkpot. Uh, <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know Stinkpot today. Excuse me, Dave. But, uh, you want to check out Apalachicola? It's one of the nicest little communities on the coast of Florida. Well, very historic. Threat by caravel. You want to stop. Apalachicola, good spot.
0: It, it's and, on the list. We are. We will be okay. going through there.
1: Yes. And also, I've been, my brother-in-law has been at that right that singer's festival you're going to. He's not this year. But, and I've been there three or four times. That's a good time. Also, you will really enjoy yourself.
0: Oh, that's good to know. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but I have no yeah, idea what a put up I'm in
1: a condo and feed you, you know, and then and, and and there's lots of people there. You know, some big names and some you never you never even heard.
0: That's okay. the word. That's the word. And I'm looking forward there to it. Several
1: times. It's, it's a good time. But Appalachian, I was there this time last year in my motorhome. Good time. A lot of fun. Small town. Really interesting. Real historic. I like go wow. to Eastport, a little back. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> a southern accent. Okay. <laughs> okay. Heads up. Have
0: fun. All right.
3: Thank you very much. Yep. Thank you, Frank. Yep. Um, again, uh, friend Frank, Frank from in this morning, not unlikely at all to run into some maniacs down in Florida this time of year at all. Yeah,
4: There's some down know. on the Keys right now because some of the uh, guys from Long Island, Stevie Johnson's down there, he showed his, uh, his dog. He's the one that developed the car boat. They came lobster boat racing about, I don't know, seven years ago. Oh yeah. the hull with the car up.
2: Yeah, on somebody top of gave
4: it. him a turbine. <laughs> so we're wondering what he's well, we know what he's putting it in. It's a Bruno thirty-five. Ooh. So we're wondering how this is gonna go. So a
2: turbine. Hmm. Yes. It's different than a jet engine a turbine has to have. No, it.
3: this is from a helicopter. Oh, okay. Oh wow. <laughs> and again Scary. we throw a little uh Florida Keys crazy in there too, or is that what we're no? Realizing? It's just Long Island crazy. Okay, right. <laughs> Frenchboro, Long Island. No, Long Island Portland. Okay, yeah. Casco Bay, Long Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with, uh, it's like Witch Sheep Island. <laughs> <laughs> you better watch out when you get back, Dave. I,
4: I well, Dave I probably better. knows him. You ever see the yeah. Tiki boat?
0: Uh, I think I may have. It's yeah, that's familiar. one of
4: his designs, and then he had one with a vet on it. The original one was a sunbird. What else has he put on it? But he always comes up with something. He had the sailboat that did forty miles an hour because it had two uh, two hundred horsepower outboards on it. Mm. <laughs> but it was cut off at the water line and put on the the carboat's hull.
2: Oh, okay, so just a little V
3: bottom, not yeah, a, not yeah. a full hull. Huh? Oh no, <laughs> Dave. Let's go back to you. Got a passage coming up. I um, I love nothing more than a dawn watch, man. That's that's my favorite thing, basically, out on the water. Um, yep. You mentioned crab pots. The only place in my delivery experience that we don't move at night is in shore coast of Maine. There's lobster (laughs) pots. You know, uh, it's just you dodge them in the daytime. You can't dodge them at night. It's crapshoot. We don't do it. So, uh, you know, um, are the crab pots thick enough that, uh, you know, any lobster pot uh, uh, type issues like we have down east?
0: We haven't seen them uh, yet this winter. uh, When we well, on the East coast of Florida last winter, we saw an awful lot more of them. And I, I think it's more where we are than, than anything else. I, I just think uh, whether it's the wrong season or what have you, we, we just haven't run into them. Um, but I, I, I always expect to see them. I, <laughs> I know they're there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and we've, we've been in areas where they was so thick that, you know, there was almost no avoiding them. Um, uh, and somehow, miraculously, we have so far, knock on wood. So we'll, we'll, we're trying to stay with that. We, we have not wrapped one yet.
3: Well, enjoy your overnight passage and uh, be jealous of your dawn watch. So, you know. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take pictures for you. Well, yeah, there's
3: a bunch of nice uh, sunrise and sunset pictures on the Facebook page there, like we were saying. Adventures of stink pot. Talking to our friend uh, Captain Dave Rowan. Uh, Board in Pensacola, Florida this afternoon.
2: Folk on the water, I believe, is the official title, isn't it, Dave? Yep.
3: Yeah. Folk on the water. Good one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, say hi to our uh, friend Stacy for us this afternoon. And, Will do. Uh, keep uh, uh, tied safely where you are. Let alone, uh, you know, traveling safely and and enthusiastically. So, and and uh, I love that you're being stimulated to. Um, have some music come pouring out of you, huh. you know?
0: It's been, it really has been a ball, and th- th- this is a pleasure and an honor to be able to do. Just like hooking up with you guys on the radio once a month is a pleasure and an honor. It's, it's uh, <laughs> something I look forward
3: to. Oh right, Yeah, checks in the mail, Dave. <laughs> Thank now, you very much. Now, uh, again, uh, good talking to you, and uh, we will talk to you this time, uh, this place. Uh, hopefully next month uh, we'll be here. You'll be somewhere else.
0: That's right. We'll be somewhere else in Florida,
3: hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd like to
2: tell you one more little thing, uh, Dave, uh, being Let's ge- have it. geologically interested. Um, when you get a little bit further along the Florida coast and start heading down more or less straight south and you happen to get along uh, on the shore and walking along the beach or something along there, keep your eye out for shark's teeth. That's kind of a hot spot for, for finding those.
0: Oh, no kidding. Yeah. All right. right, Will do.
2: So, thank you very much, Davis. Always, always fun talking to you. Um, we'll look forward to uh, next month when you're going across the Okeechobee Canal. That'll be an interesting video too.
0: Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to getting that one. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's going to be crazy.
2: Yeah, <laughs> might e- might even get a few alligators in your photograph there. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they're not too hungry. <laughs> no. So thank you very thank much, you, Dave Rowe. And um, we're still doing Boat Talk, too. It's still a, a call-in show, too, if you'd like to contribute, 1-866-625-9378. Um, we were talking a little bit earlier about this being January, and I was hoping to have the Chickawakee Ice Boat Club, uh, Bill Buchholz, from, uh, from that come on. But he uh, he declined the offer, but I... Still would like to put a little shout-out to them because they have a very interesting uh, website to go to. It's called the Chickawakee Ice Boat Club, the CIBA, Chickawakee Ice Boat Club Association, CIBA, or you can just, just Google Maine iceboats it'll take you right Because everybody
3: there. knows how to spell Chickawaki. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it, spells, it spells just like it As sounds. As Dave Peace used to say, just like it sounds with C's and Z's, yeah, yeah, right.
2: Main Ice Boats will get you there, and there's lots of good videos of ice boats. That's a real yeah. fun thing to
3: do. Zip oh, around. I had uh, succession for years. I just was uh, uh, working on a friend's barn and found some of my old ice boat pieces underneath the back uh, end of the barn. I was pretty excited to find them. I forgot where they were. Huh. And... Um, but uh, historically, the fastest thing on Earth until they got uh, big locomotives going was an iceboat. boat. Um, you can get speeds of uh, 60 miles an hour, uh, you know, fairly easily in a, you know, 20-plus 20, yeah, 20 knot breeze. They were afraid
2: you weren't we're going to be able to breathe
3: at such speeds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and as I like to say to people, if, if uh, you know, you call yourself a sailor and you've never been iceboat and you've never been sailing because it, it's uh, just unique experience it's uh, the acceleration is phenomenal and ice boats it turns out are most exciting going to weather the uh, ideal uh, boat transit is with the wind behind you you know uh, you know coasting downwind on the sailboats uh, but no um, an ice boat works like an airplane wing and you sheet that thing in tight and hard as you can uh, tight to the wind and uh, whether it tips up or not things get really loud Uh, the wind coming at you the ice chattering by the acceleration of the thing from zero to you know 40, 50 uh, whatever miles an hour so quick and uh, there's just literally nothing like it um, at all the other uh, just uh, uh, unique thing about uh, sailing an ice boat is jibing one uh, which is turning with the wind behind you and as I said they climb into the wind uh, uh, you know very efficiently and, and quickly um, when you jibe an ice boat, you turn with the wind behind you, and now all the noise goes away. It gets really quiet. <laughs> you know. And, and, again, it's uh, uh, a very unique uh, uh, way to go sailing. And uh, the other nice thing about an ice boat uh, bunch is it's a social thing. You don't ice boat by yourself. Oh,
2: yeah. no, Yeah, Chickawaukee uh, Ice Boat Club is very big on yeah, that. Yeah,
3: very rare. And even if you were, you would draw other people on the pond over. And then it's like, hey, you want to try the thing? And and nobody's ever come back from Nice Boat ride going what? What, what 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 what? Yeah, the
2: the the downside of that is is you freeze your teeth because you're you're having such fun you're grinning and you're <laughs> grinning into
3: yeah a fire, twenty degree wind. <laughs> nice fire out on the out on the pond. Bunch of people uh, you know trade off boats. Uh, we used to have some good times up George's pond, for instance, uh, back in the day, but. And then I found a uh, rig in Wooden Boat Magazine, the ski boat. Instead of having a, um, three pairs of skates on the boat, a forward steering skate and two um, uh, side uh, runner skates, um, T-shaped, uh, most ice boats are, this was an um, uh, eight-sided frame that had three pairs of skis on it, uh, canted so that the edges uh, of the front ones would catch and turn the thing a little bit, and it was made to go on snowy ponds as, as well as icy ones. And I actually built one of those. And it was a mild success until um, an ice boat, when it sits on the ice, will freeze to the lake. And the runners are technically running not on the ice, but on a layer of water between the ice and, and the, um, the steel runner of your ice boat, okay? Um, until you get the thing going, um, it may be frozen to the ground, even though the winds uh, blowing. You gotta jounce up and down on the thing, uh, bounce it and free it. And uh, so anyway, I was sitting in the snowboat one time on pond, and the skis were stuck to it. And uh, gusts came along, and and um, I bounced up and down, and it bent the mast in half, and uh, <laughs> fell on fell next to me, not on me, and uh, broke the boat in half. Uh, sitting right still, I was actually fairly lucky accident, I would say. So, hmm. yeah. And I haven't figured out how to build a stronger uh, frame for that thing yet. Oh, you have a
2: was there a defect in the mast?
3: No, it was like say I made an eight sided frame with a scallop net in it, and it didn't have a lot of um, you know resistance to when the wind hits a sail, uh, comes into a sail. There's a tremendous down loading, um, hmm. yeah, uh, compression, tremendous compression. What were your skis made out of? Oh, just old, uh, you know, got them at the Goodwill, uh, you know. A couple oh, so of, just regular skis. Yeah, a little shorty, uh, you know, fiberglass. So it wasn't skis. wood, wood. It no, was no, no. Yeah, some metal edges, yeah. yeah. And uh, again, uh, the compression of the thing, uh, ice boat has to be very stiff, and the snow boat too. But the snow boat cause it's going on on snow instead of ice, needs to be light as well. So uh, it was a. Uh, Attempt to bridge the gap. Wasn't quite successful. Haven't built another one yet, but I found the parts again, and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we get the drift. I ain't too old to think about it. So anyway, yeah, and uh, you can still give us a try. We're wandering on Boat Talk for a minute this morning, but still give us a try One eight six 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 two five nine three seven eight. Whether you've got a uh, old rotten float uh, made out of brush-treated wood or think of something else this morning. Mm. Yeah. In the meantime, uh, like I say, it was, uh, oh, John, we were uh, talking last month um, about the uh, lobster landings were way down this year, but they uh, come up at the end of the year a little bit. Boys did uh, catch them pretty good, and and lobster landings, uh, you know, uh, they didn't suck, let's put it that way, but um, basically it looks like we passed peak lobster, Mm -hmm. you know, it's hard to argue now. And winter fishery is coming up, which uh, is in now, and uh, those lobsters that catch nowadays uh, get a higher price, the holiday lobsters and stuff, winter lobsters. But the boys go further out and fish them. And the big thing right now that they're all talking about is the right whale Uh, gear controversy. The uh, uh, state has been talking with the feds, and uh, the fishermen are quite worried about it. Um, The uh, Department of Marine Resources uh, Commissioner Kelleher has been quite good about uh, negotiating with the feds, I think, trying to tell them that you're trying to address partly a problem that does not exist. The right whales are not inshore in Maine. There hasn't been one uh, tied to Maine fishing gear since uh, 2002. Right. It's been all Canadian gear.
4: And most of the deaths are attributed to ship strikes.
3: Yeah. And they transit our area, stop to feed every once in a while, but it's not a main ground for them. No. And... uh, so why punish the insore fishermen who have already changed their gear twice? And, uh, because
4: the politicians find it the easiest way to give in.
3: Ooh. They also, what, <laughs> found uh, a, a new baby right whale down in Georgia waters?
2: Yes, yes, yeah. I heard there was one, and I've also heard, that they've, uh, heard of, there was one injured by a ship strike. I don't know if that's the same
3: one or not. But. And there's only 411 uh, oh, yeah. of them or some such, uh, you know, not much at all. And, of course, the planet is best off with all the critters on it, uh, you would hope. Uh, wouldn't like to help anything else go extinct if we didn't have to on purpose anymore. Yeah. So, um. You know those
2: things that they have on front of cars that supposedly make it so the deer will
3: hear your car coming? Need those for boats. <laughs> <laughs> Was uh, fellows off of Harrington last month picked up a deer? Uh, what five miles out wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, gaffed it, threw it in the back of the boat, took it ashore, uh, let it let it go, and uh, uh, probably would have died otherwise. So, uh, I would oh, definitely she, uh, five miles out. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Well, I've where
4: seen it was out there. It wasn't in good condition, but he was flo- he was floating by that time.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I um, was just also reading, I think it was in the paper today, uh, uh, wild horses down on the beaches in uh, the Carolinas, are uh, they've got some uh, record temperatures down there, and the wild horses have taken to sleeping on the beach, which is a new thing for them, and it's put them in conflict with people driving vehicles up and down the beach. Get rid of the people. <laughs> that would be you know one way to go now wouldn't it much rather
4: look at the horses
3: yeah yeah no they're famous for being independent minded and again they've uh, uh, apparently started some new habits because the climate's changing you know and again little uh, clues like australia being on fire uh, is that catch because of climate
4: change or because people took their land uh <laughs> yeah well they're probably just waiting for
3: mustangs <laughs> yeah um they're trying to negotiate with the feds to um uh, uh, one way they want to do it is to uh, have more information to deal with this idea that um you know the whales transit here and we don't have the statistics to back up what you're doing. Well, they're trying to get now the fishermen to report um uh, comprehensively on what they do every day. Right now there's only a requirement for like 10% of uh, Lobster fishermen to fill out comprehensive uh, reports of where their traps are and what they're catching and stuff. Um, the that might be hard to do. Oh, the fishermen don't want to; <laughs> they don't want to share that stuff at all.
4: They might tell you the bay they're in, maybe.
3: Well, um, on the other hand, the uh, Department of Marine Resources Commissioner makes a good point, saying more information nowadays is just good. You know, about uh, who's where wearing, uh, especially the fish. We can uh, use this right. to our benefit. Uh, you know. Sure, it's a trade secret. Uh, How many traps are you fishing where?
1: Right.
3: You know, great old joke, how's fishing over there? Not good, don't come over. Mm -hmm. You know? (laughs) So anyway, uh, funny bunch, the main uh, lobster fishermen. And again, uh, Kelleher making the point that they have benefited uh, somewhat from the global warming, but that has probably peaked. And, uh, you know, he doesn't imagine big catastrophes coming up. Um, in the future but again going to have to act prudent and the whole idea of planning for the future nowadays again Trump administration as we were saying earlier has uh, done 130 odd things that uh, make it harder not easier for uh, uh, climate uh, mitigation Uh, from the Bangor Daily News again Camden takes on climate change they got a uh, grant to study uh, how water moves around there pretty damn town and That's the issue in Camden is the dams. You know, it's a town with a bunch of dams. in It It makes it such a pretty little town, but you can't do nothing about them damn dams. So, Mm -hmm. um, but they're. uh,
4: It is interesting when they put one take one
3: out. How quick the fish come back. Oh yeah. I
4: mean, it's almost instantaneous.
3: No, uh, I learned that as a kid. You take a brook trout out of that hole, there'll be another brook trout in that hole right out. No, but I mean, there, when yeah.
4: they took the dams out up here in the Penobscot, yeah, how fast the alewives came back up yeah. there in numbers? Yeah,
2: hmm. that's good news.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, planet will um, uh, clear itself and manage itself quite yep. well if we give it a bit of a chance. You know, yeah, we get rid uh, of humans. We're or, <laughs> we got to wrap you
2: know? it up. We've we've sailed through another hour here. <laughs> yeah. on, on boat talk.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Time to make room for Radio EcoShock coming up at 5 o'clock here on Community Radio WERU-FM Blue Hill 89.9 and on the Internet at WERU.org, also on the new WERU app. Thanks to Amy Brown in the engine room.